the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Lawyers for Kavanaugh accuser Christine Blasey Ford have committed to a public hearing on Thursday. The agreement for a public hearing came after a morning of high-level talks between Ford's lawyers and representatives of the Senate Judiciary Committee. There remain some sticking points, including who will ask the questions for the Republican majority. Ford's attorneys are contesting a proposal to use staff attorneys. Also unresolved is a Ford proposal that additional witnesses be called. Officials say neither of those sticking points will stop the Thursday hearing. That is Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines. President Trump poised to redouble his commitment to America first. On the most global stages of this week, U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley says President Trump's message to the U.N., and the speech will be focused on recent accomplishments. More details at srnnews.com. The governor's race is heating up. Join Larry Elder, Michael Medved, and Dennis Prager for trackside analysis at the Battleground Talkers Tour, October 25th. Tickets start at only $20, so cruise over to am1280thepatriot.com to get yours today. Will it be a photo finish or a total blowout? Join the discussion at the Battleground Talkers Tour, Thursday, October 25th. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. One more hour left here of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the closer, Brad Carlson, just after 2 p.m. Thank you for joining us. A quick look at weather. It's beautiful out there, low 70s. For tonight, mid-50s, low 70s again for Monday with a slight chance of an afternoon shower, maybe a passing storm. Brad Carlson, Mitch Berg, King Banyan, Ed Morrissey, Larry Elder, Michael Medved, and Dennis Prager will all be on hand for the Battleground Talkers Tour October 25th. And you can still get your general admission tickets at am1280thepatriot.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer. Brad Carlson. And Clubby Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with an hour number two in the uh, program. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N A R N Show. And uh, we are also, uh, you can also check us out on Facebook. Look up the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Like our Facebook page if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I spent the hour uh, talking about uh, the uh, sexual assault allegations against uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh. 
uh, U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Of course, this uh, occurred, this alleged incident occurred when he was 17 years old. And you just heard at the top of the hour news, uh, they have at least agreed to testimony from both parties on Thursday. How that's going to go about, who's going to be asking the questions, what kind of setting, all up in the air right now. But uh, let's hope that it uh, it progresses forward and uh, and gets taken care of. And again, the Republicans are have been acquiescent. This is something I firmly believe the Democrats did not expect. I thought they were looking to make the Republicans look bad and the Republicans would fight back. And they say, see, the Republicans aren't taking allegations of women seriously. Eh, same old stuff. But no, Republicans have been the most reasonable here. So uh, it's it's interesting to say the least. But I want to get uh, to some local issues right now and uh, kind of to kind of segue into this. Uh, I, t- I alluded a little bit to the allegations against Keith Ellison, who is the Democrat candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. Of course, Karen Monahan was Keith Ellison's girlfriend for some time, and she alleged that he was emotionally and physically abusive, even going so far as to uh, release medical records of the uh, uh, in the aftermath of her relationship with Keith Ellison. So those are, and so, yeah, very, very explosive allegations uh, contained in those particular, well, in Karen Monahan's story and then the accompanying medical records. And I bring this up because this is quite the juxtaposition. You have some people saying we, we should believe all women, period, end of story. This is from, uh, this is a 35-year-old allegation. There's been no corroborating witnesses. There's certainly no forensic evidence remaining. So how are we supposed to approach this if both parties are vehemently denying what happens? And then, of course, you get the default, well, we should just believe all women. Yet Karen Monahan is she admits that no one in the Democrat Party, the Minnesota DFL, is taking her seriously. In fact, there's only 5% of a survey taken, there's only 5% of Democrats that believe Karen Monahan. Okay? So what does that tell you? There's no really evidence that Brett Kavanaugh and Christine Blasey Ford crossed paths. Now, apparently after her name was released, Brett Kavanaugh said, okay, yeah, I'm familiar with the name. All right, so they must have crossed paths. But there was really no evidence of that. But with Karen Monahan and Keith Ellison, there's a confirmed relationship. And the, and, and the words of her own son. Okay? Well... Uh, This is from the Daily Wire. Uh, Karen Monahan, the woman who claims that Democratic Representative Keith Ellison abused her while the two were in a relationship, released what appears to be medical records on Wednesday that show she told her physician in 2017 that Ellison had physically and emotionally abused her and that she was afraid to speak up because she feared retribution. Monahan released a photo of her medical report from November 28, 2017 on a Twitter account identified by numerous media outlets as being her account. She states that she was in a very stressful environment for years, emotional and physical abuse by a partner with whom she is now separated, the report states. She identifies the individual she was involved with as Congressman Ellison, and she is worried about retribution if she identifies him publicly. Uh, The Free Beacon notes that Monaghan claims that Ellison abused her as recently as 2016 and that she agreed to sit down with investigators to discuss Ellison's abuse, but he declined a meeting with her. 
In separate tweets this week, Monaghan slammed the Democratic Party for its hypocrisy after it has encouraged the nation to believe Judge Brett, Judge Brett Kavanaugh's accuser, but has refused to take her allegations seriously. So the interesting thing about this is now you're getting prominent Minnesota Democrats that are distancing themselves from Keith Ellison or trying to distance themselves. Now, if they're asked direct questions, they have to answer them. Like Tina Smith was on with uh, WCCO's Esme Murphy within the uh, past couple of weeks. And Senator Tina Smith, of course, she's the interim senator. She was named the replacement for Al Franken when Al Franken resigned, and now she's running as the Democrat to fill out uh, the final two years of that uh, Senate term. So this is very telling. This is a short clip. Esme Murphy, WCCO-TV reporter, asking Senator Tina Smith about the allegations against Ellison. Go. Well, one issue that she has brought up in uh, a specific commercial is she has talked about your continued support for Congressman Keith Ellison. Tell me about that. I think it's... I'm, I appreciate that there are important allegations around, uh, around Congressman Ellison. And it's also really important to realize and to appreciate that Congressman Ellison categorically denies these. All right. But you continue to support I him. I do. Okay. Did you catch that? It's important. There are important allegations. She appreciates the important allegations. But it's important to also understand that Congressman Ellison categorically denies these allegations. So you stand by him. Yeah, I do. Okay. Has Judge Brett Kavanaugh? If, the, if that's a standard Tina Smith has, then why, why, why doesn't she not say, look, you know, she wasn't going to vote for Judge Kavanaugh, so that's, that, that, that aspect of it is irrelevant. But why doesn't she come out and say, well, you know, Keep in mind, Judge Brad Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, I appreciate there's allegations against him, but he's categorically denied them. Does she hold, does she give the same standard to Brett Kavanaugh, the same courtesy to Brett Kavanaugh as she does Keith Ellison? Okay, and again, this was before Karen Monahan's medical records came out. So this is something, and that, by the way, she was referring to a friend of the show, Karen Housley, putting on a commercial about how Tina Smith stands with Keith Ellison. She, she admitted it. Yeah, yeah, that that part is true. So you're basically going ahead and verifying what's in your opponent's campaign ads. Uh, far be it for me to tell DFLers that that's kind of foolish. Okay, but, you know, go ahead and, and make all those missteps you want. That's perfectly fine. Far be it for me to stand in your way. So that's a question that you have. So is Senator Tina Smith going to her Democrat colleagues? Look, I know you're going to vote against Judge Kavanaugh because resist or something, but... He's categorically denied these. Is she going to her Democrat colleagues and and, and making that statement? Somehow, I I, I think not. Uh, Keith Ellison appeared on a debate with his Republican opponent, Doug Wardlow. Of course, course they're opposing each other for Minnesota Attorney General. Uh, Mitch talked to Doug Wardlow yesterday, so definitely bring up the podcast for Mitch's show. It was a terrific interview with Doug Wardlow. Uh, I unfortunately did not have an opportunity to see the debate on Friday night, well, not unfortunately, my wife and I were attending a uh, uh, an absolutely phenomenal event, a, a wedding of a dear friend of ours. I may talk about that a little bit later on because it has kind of a connection to politics, but uh, did not have an opportunity to see it. But of course, there were some political people at the wedding reception, so you can tell who the political people are because we're all on our phones looking at Twitter, looking up AG debate, uh, hashtag AG debate on Twitter. So yeah, you can tell who the political people are at this uh, particular reception, that's for sure. But 
I want you to listen to Keith Ellison. He was asked by uh, Catherine Werzer. She was the co-host, along with Eric Escala, on TPT's Almanac program, was asked about if any other allegations might be out there. Keith Ellison. Uh, Are you confident that no one else will step forward with any other allegations? Look, you know, in this political environment, you know, I don't know what somebody might cook up, but I can tell you that there is absolutely nobody that I'm aware of who's, who has any sort of who's threatening or suggesting or has ever, ever made a prior accusation. In this particular environment, you never know what anybody's going to cook up. So what's he implying there? That this environment is ripe for false allegations? So again, is that same courtesy extended to Republicans or someone, uh, say, a judicial nominee that's put up by a Republican president? Is that same courtesy extended to them? And by the way, imagine if Brett Kavanaugh had said something like that. Look, I deny this allegation, but you never know what someone else is going to cook up. I mean, we, we'd have to probably go to like, what's what's the most urgent DEFCON? DEFCON 1 or is it DEFCON 5? DEFCON 4? Okay. I got to get my DEFCONs correct. I don't know if it's like golf where the lower the better. I don't know. But whatever. My point is, it's like, he. so he's basically insinuating that Karen Monahan is just cooking up these allegations. It's not to be trusted. And he, and, he, and he specifically referred to in this environment. So he's basically saying in this environment. All right. Congressman Ellison has gone on record as saying, you know what, we need to believe women. All right. And he was even trumpeting Al Franken needing to resign. At the end of 2017, he's saying, I hope Al, Al he says, Al Franken's going to make a statement regarding the accusations against him. I'm hoping he does the right thing and resigns. All right. So if an accusation is all it takes, Keith Ellison, what are you still doing in the race? Are we are are, are we not principled here? So uh, this is this is going to be this is going to be an interesting race because Keith Ellison has never been challenged or had to have been challenged in 2006. It was an open seat for congressional district five, so he had he had Alan Fine his Republican opponent, and the media did a nice hit job on Alan Fine to kind of <clears throat> get him out of the way. And then uh, Tammy Lee, who was uh, a third party, I forget if it was a Green Party, Independence Party, doesn't really matter. And so he had, it, it wasn't a tough race. Ellison ended up getting 56% of the vote, and I think the other two ended up splitting the vote. So it was like 21%, 21% for the other two, something along those lines. And ever since then, he's basically been rubber stamped through. He's never had to leave the city of Minneapolis in order to win re-election in a walk in CD5. He was, he was re-elected in 08, 10, 12, 14, 16. Five different re-election campaigns have just basically been a walk for him. So he's never been challenged. He's never had to have been challenged. He's never had to face a debate. I mean, he's, he's done the common courtesy to show up with a, for a candidate for him because it doesn't really matter what he says. I mean, he, cannot call his, he could call his opponent, oh, hypothetically speaking, a low-life scumbag and still get re- in re-election to walk. Oh, wait. That actually happened. Yeah, remember 2012? Chris Field, he was on the, uh, he was, Chris Fields was the uh, Republican candidate for CD5 in 2012, and he appeared on, K- I believe it was KFAI, the radio station, where there was a radio debate. And Chris Fields brought up something, I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, and Keith Ellison called him a low-life scumbag right on the air, right on live radio, debate. Okay, in a race that he won by 50 points, 5-0, 50, 50 points. 
if Keith Ellison is that thin-skinned in a race that he's going to win by 50 points, my gosh, what's going to happen when he's in a race that's basically a dead heat? USA, a KSTP uh, TV and U- Survey USA poll recently had this race a dead heat, 41-41 between Wardlow and Ellison, with eight. I think it was 14% undecided. So that means 4% decide to go with other, a third party attorney general candidate. But the point is, this is a very winnable race for Republicans, very much so. In a, in, in a state where a Republican has not won a statewide election since 2006. And thanks, John. DEFCON 1 is nuclear war imminent. All right. So there you go. So imagine if Brett Kavanaugh had said, well, I don't know what other, what these, what in this environment, anybody could cook up anything. Imagine Brett Kavanaugh said something like that. Yeah, it would have gone to DEFCON 1, basically. There would have been nuclear meltdown in the uh, Democrat caucus of the Senate. That is for certain. So that's, that, that's going to be the interesting aspect of this is Doug Wardlow is, you know, he's not someone who is politically savvy. I mean, he, he was a, uh, a House member for one term. I believe he was elected during the Tea Party wave in 2012. He lost re-elect, or 2010. He lost re-election in 2012. But he's been working as an attorney, and most recently for Alliance Defending Freedom. So Doug Wardlow has a very solid grasp on the legalese of this job. But yet Keith Ellison thinks he can maintain being the deputy chair of the Democrat National Committee while being Minnesota Attorney General. And I know there's party identification for the candidates when running for this particular race. I get that. But it's supposed to be nonpartisan. You're supposed to approach this in a nonpartisan way. But Keith Ellison has flat out said he's going to use this office to continue the resistance against Donald Trump and lawsuits against President Trump. All right? How well is that going to play in the 8th Congressional District or the 1st Congressional District where Trump won overwhelmingly in 2016? Has Keith Ellison bothered to go into any location? Once again, I think he probably believes he can just hang out in city Minneapolis and and win this race. And is he right? Time will tell. But I I was so grateful he was in an environment where Doug Wardlow was able to hammer away at him and and basically said right on air that Keith Keith Ellison has supported cop killers. Keith Ellison is also donning a T-shirt saying that he was against open borders. But again, such leftist lunacy, that flies in CD5. But if you actually have to win a statewide race, I mean, aside from the domestic assault allegations, which are very, very serious, there is so much more to go after Keith Ellison on. His record alone should be enough. Absolutely. But these allegations, they're not going away. Karen Monahan certainly isn't going away. And like I say, she had fear of retribution before, but now she realizes how important the stakes are, and she's coming forward, and yet 5% of Minnesota Democrats believe her. So I'd love to see a Venn diagram of those who think all women should be believed, i.e. Christine Blasey Ford, and those who don't believe Karen Monahan. Be interesting. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, right here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. He arrived right at noon to get the toilet in shape when all of a sudden their dog Hershey escaped and rather than stand there flat on his feet 
He set down his tools and chased her down the street. He's your Benjamin Franklin plumber, and he's a true legend. 952-933-8888. Save $200 on water heaters. Dogs love warm baths, too. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? Or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you owe more than $10,000? Are you juggling your bills only making minimum payments? Credit card companies are playing a dirty trick on you. They want you to think you must pay it all back, and that's simply not true. Credit card companies hate it when we expose their secrets. In fact, there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief offers programs that help you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. National Debt Relief has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They're also the number one rated debt relief program by top consumer reviews and top 10 reviews. Don't declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call National Debt Relief now at 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. Welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast. Here to take your phone calls: six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. Hashtag Narn Show. Caller called in and was kind enough to correct me. Apparently, I said that uh, that. Keith Ellison opposes open borders. I think anybody who listens to this show regularly probably knows what I meant, but I would just clarify. Keith Ellison wore a shirt uh, speaking out against closed borders is what I meant to say. There was a shirt that uh, he was, I don't remember what parade it was, but basically it was a shirt talking about that uh, our borders should not be closed. So I apologize. As we like to say in media, I regret the error. But uh, yeah, Keith Ellison, absolutely a big supporter of open borders. Uh, Democrats often pitch a fit when you accuse them of being the party of open borders, but then you have the deputy chair of the National Democrat Party wearing a T-shirt 
opposing uh, closed borders. So just saying, just saying. But uh, again, apologize for the air. Hey, speaking of statewide races, uh, this is from The Hill this past week. Uh, Minnesota Senator Tina Smith holds a seven-point lead over Republican challenger and longtime friend of the broadcast, Karen Housley, ahead of November's midterms, according to a new poll publishing Monday. The Star Tribune NPR Minnesota News poll found that Smith, who replaced former Senator Franken following his resignation in January, has the support of 44% of likely voters polled. Another 37% support Housley, while 15% of those surveyed say they remain undecided, according to the poll. Smith, the former Minnesota lieutenant governor, was tapped to replace Franken after he resigned amid allegations of sexual misconduct. Smith now faces Housley in a special election to fill the remainder of Franken's term, which expires in 20, January 2021. The nonpartisan Cook political report rates Smith's race as leading Democrat. 538 gives Smith about a 90% chance to keep the seat. So definitely an uphill battle. There's no doubt about it. And when Karn Housley got in this race, she was under no delusion that this would be an easy road. It was going to be difficult. Tina Smith has name recognition, has been on a statewide ticket that has won a statewide race. You know, Governor Dayton, when he was reelected in 2014, Smith being the lieutenant governor candidate. So, she knows what it takes to win a statewide race. So she's been down this road before. But the one thing I can't help but emphasize, and something that we as a as conservatives need to learn, is people want to like their political candidates. Now, I'm not saying put up candidates that are little on substance and a lot on style. You know, I'm not a big fan of of style over substance. Okay, symbolism over substance. Not a big fan of it at all. I judge candidates based on policy issues and how what policies they put forth, how it's going to impact our country. That's that's how I judge a candidate. But a lot of people want to like their candidates. And we're seeing this with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the young lady who is a, an avowed socialist. She won the primary to be the Democrat candidate in uh, one of the New York, one of New York State's congressional district, and it's a very heavily leftist district. So if she, so she will probably win, even though she. There's been many videos where she's continually asked, "How are you proposing to pay for these thirty-two trillion dollar government programs that you're proposing?" And she never has a substantive answer to these questions. But yet, she's probably going to become a member of Congress. Same thing with uh, Beto O'Rourke, the Democrat who's challenging Ted Cruz for that Senate, for that U.S. Senate seat out of Texas. Now, Texas is as strong a Republican, is as big a Republican stronghold as you're going to get. And Ted Cruz, he's widened the gap recently, but it's been a neck and neck race. And is it because Beto O'Rourke has these grand ideas? No, Matt McCoviak, who's a, a, a resident of Texas, was on a couple of weeks ago. And he was very skeptical that someone of the far-left progressive chops at a, that O'Rourke has, particularly gun control, particularly is, is, is big on open borders, that sort of thing, is not going to win statewide in Texas. However, he's someone that people just like. Okay? That's important. Barack Obama, when he was reelected in 2012, the uh, large percentage of the exit polls said that 
likability was a big factor in deciding with for whom they were going to vote. And with likability being a huge factor, they overwhelmingly voted for Barack Obama for re-election over challenger Mitt Romney. And I bring this up because I so very much want Karen Housley and Tina Smith in a public debate, some sort of candidate for them, because the distinction will definitely be drawn. Now, it helps that I happen to agree with Karen Housley on policy, but you look at some of her ads, you look at her interviews. I mean, she's done several interviews on this program, a very likable person. And just so happens, happens to be correct on the issues. So it went all around. So my point is, she's behind by about seven points. That's still a significant gap. And we're about six weeks, six, seven weeks out from Election Day. Early voting already began on Friday. Okay? So there's not a lot of time to close that gap. But there are 15% undecided. So she'd have to win a solid majority of those voters in order to, to, to spring the upset and, of course, maybe sway some of those likely voters that have said they're voting for Tina Smith. Now, it's interesting if you can continue to tie Tina Smith to Keith Ellison and this Karen Monahan situation surrounding allegations of abuse by Keith Ellison continue to, to gain momentum, okay, that, that, that will certainly be advantageous to Karen Housley because she was able to effectively tie Tina Smith to Keith Ellison because Tina Smith flat out said, yeah, I still stand with Keith Ellison. I mean, he categorically denies the allegations, right? Apparently that's the only standard Tina Smith has. I don't want to relitigate the last segment, but it was pretty stunning, a stunning admission, wasn't it? So my point is going forward, yeah, you want to have candidates who are aligned with you on the preferred issues, but it is important. We shouldn't dismiss this. I've been guilty of it myself, where we just dismiss the likability factor. It is a factor. It most definitely is. We see that in exit poll after exit poll. So this is something we're definitely going to keep an eye upon. And, and Karen House is going to be back on the program very soon to tout her candidacy. There's no doubt about it. But, man, if it if Republicans lost the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, but Karen Housley managed to flip this particular Senate seat, uh, I, I would consider that a successful election midterm election that is for certain 651-289-4488 is the number to call you can also weigh in via twitter at hashtag narn show hashtag n-a-r-n show brad carlson the closer coming back in mere moments go nowhere join center of the american experiment at the 2018 fall briefing featuring one of the nation's most distinguished defenders of individual rights alan dershowitz Dershowitz will share thoughtful analysis of freedom of speech in an era of increasingly divisive and hostile political rhetoric. The fall briefing will be held October 1st at 7 p.m. at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts in St. Paul. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit AmericanExperiment.org. That's AmericanExperiment.org. It's our goal that what you hear on The Patriot positively affects you and your family. So we're interested in hearing about how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Would you share your story with us? Record a video message on your phone and submit it to am1280thepatriot.com. Use keyword story. For simply sharing your video with us, you could win an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. You have until October 23rd to enter. 
Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa, Spa Boy? What's that, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa, eh? Yeah, Hoser, I talked to a lot of the other guys, and they said that salt stuff doesn't work. Of course they do, because no other spa company can offer anything like it. Like 10 years ago, everyone had some kind of salt system, and they all failed. The difference is that Arctic Spas went back to the drawing board, and now they got a system that really works, eh? Hey, you know, I also heard that if you just fill the tub up with insulation, it's a better way to insulate the spa. Yeah, if that was the best way to do it, wouldn't you fill up your house with insulation, too? If you have the best insulation on the floor, walls, and roof to keep the heat in, that's what's important. Insulation. Like, that's what makes Arctic the most energy-efficient hot tub in the world. Yeah, that's a big statement, eh? It is a pretty great hot tub. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com, eh? Standard's Triple Savings Sale gives you not one, not two, but three ways to save. Just buy a new furnace and air conditioner during the month of September, and you'll get up to $900 in manufacturer rebates, up to $900 in utility rebates, and up to $900 more in discounts. That adds up to $2,700 in savings. Not to mention probably some savings in your monthly heating and cooling bills, too. If your furnace or AC is getting old or acting up, now is a great time to replace them with a new model from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. You'll not only be able to relax knowing your home will be comfortable this winter, you'll also be saving up to $2,700 if you act during Standard's Triple Savings Sale. This sale is always hugely popular, but it only lasts three weeks. So don't let this opportunity to save up to $2,700 pass you by faster than you can say one, two, three. Learn more about Standard's Triple Savings Sale today at standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Comfort you deserve. We must never take these words too seriously. Words are very important, but if we take them too seriously, we destroy everything. Welcome back, Dan Plovey to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. Be sure to check in every Saturday on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, in these very airways, AM 1280, The Patriot. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. He's heard Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. I'm heard Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. I'm the closer edition of the NARN. And hey, we look forward to seeing all of you listeners who have already purchased your tickets for this next great Patriot event. Uh, almost a little more than a month away. It's Thursday, October 25th at the Radisson Blue Mall of America. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on the banner that says Battleground Talkers Tour, and get your tickets today. Michael Medved, Larry Elder, Dennis Prager, all going to be in town to talk about the midterm elections. Uh, the, ver- the VIP dinner basically sold out. I believe there's one seat remaining at Michael Medved's table. Otherwise, all other VIP dinner tickets sold out. So get tickets for the main event. There's general admission tickets as well as preferred seating as well. That's the main event, and that's what it's really going to be there for anyway. So we look forward to seeing you there. All these Patriot events are an absolute blast, and because these they sell out, there's always a lot of people to talk to and 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 uh, rub elbows with and get their perspective on uh, on politics today. So looking forward to that. Again, go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on the banner, get your tickets today. And if you don't like to use the Internet or if you don't feel like you can uh, maneuver your way through it, hey, that's perfectly fine. We've got a general number for you to call, 651 405 
8800. That's 651 405 8800. Tell them that you have questions about the Battleground Talkers Tour. You don't have to buy tickets. You don't have to commit to buy tickets. Just say you got some questions about it, and they will definitely put you in touch with the right person. And if you want to purchase tickets via phone, hey, they'll set you up there too. So it's a full-service operation here at Salem Media Group Twin Cities. Uh, Interesting uh, aspect, uh, interesting article that I came across or story that has been floating around this past week. If you remember the young people who started the March for Our Lives movement, in response to the shooting at Marjorie uh, Stoneman Douglas High School back in mid-February. It was a bunch of young people who basically said, enough is enough. Uh, we, uh, we, there's been far too many school shootings. Too many young people have been killed. We know far too many in our, uh, of our um, peer group that has been killed. No more. We were marching for our lives, and they held these huge rallies about a month later, uh, basically imploring Congress, you know, enough is enough. We need to enact some sort of gun control legislation and, and get the guns out of, out, of, out of the wrong people's hands. And if you recall, uh, the shooter of this, uh, it, again, it took place Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. The shooter uh, killed 17, ended up killing 17 people and wounding seven others. It was the deadliest uh, school shooting at a high school in U.S. history, surpassing Columbine, which of course took place back in 1999. That was kind of the uh, uh, the standard of, of uh, high school shootings. Uh, was that a complaint, by the way, uh, John Berg? No, not a complaint. All right. Anyways, uh, whenever there's a phone call, no one wants to talk on air. I always say, is that a complaint? I want to hear your complaints, but uh, no, that's not, not so much. But uh, I, I bring this up because one of the there have been some prominent young people who have been put forth uh, about uh, put forth regarding the shooting. There were a lot of students that came forth and said, "No more, no more, no more." We're we're forming a movement where we need to implore Congress to once and for all enact sensible gun le- anti gun legislation to ensure that this never happens again, and. Unfortunately, this is a vicious cycle because typically whatever is proposed in light of mass shootings, number one, would not have prevented the shooting in question. And secondly, there are already similar laws on the books. It's just there were breakdowns in the system, whether it's a bureaucrat forgetting to report someone who failed a background check, like happened with the Sutherland Springs church shooting. This gentleman who carried out the shooting was convicted of domestic abuse when he was in the Air Force. Should not have been allowed to purchase a firearm as a result. But for whatever reason, that record was not logged in the database. So when the background check came up, he passed a background check because the pertinent information wasn't logged. Again, there are already laws in place to have prevented this man from buying a firearm. But if people aren't enacting or strictly enforcing these laws, what good are more laws? Okay? That's the thing that people... But but when you try to combat these demands for more laws in the books with factual refutations, you're accused of basically being no better than the shooter that carried out these atrocities. You you can't reason with some people. And with these young people out of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, I mean David Hogg, Cameron Caskey, Emma Gonzalez, they're the they they've become household names because they've been leading these movements. And they've been basically allowed to go on any news show, any venue, and impugn the character 
of Republican politicians who have accepted campaign contributions from the NRA. They've been allowed to denigrate the character of those who work for the NRA or volunteer for the NRA or support the NRA. And the, they have gone unrefuted. In fact, Cameron Caskey, I remember he was on Bill Maher's show, Bill Maher's program, uh, Real Time. You know, Bill Maher, of course, far leftist. And uh, Cameron Caskey was making the argument. He's like, well, you know, these people, that they, they, with their Second Amendment rhetoric, I mean, they act like it's a right you're born with. And Bill Maher, to his credit, said, well, um, if you're an American, that's actually true. You are born with these inalienable rights? Just saying? So I can't help but wonder if that was kind of the defining moment for Cameron Caskey. I bring up Cameron Caskey because this past week it was revealed that he is leaving the March for Our Lives organization. And he's taking a long, hard look at some of the things that he has said during the gun debate. Cameron Caskey was the young man who got up at the Florida Town Hall uh, about 10 days after the shooting took place and basically said to Senator Marco Rubio that he said he was look he felt like he was looking down the barrel of an AR15 or even at the killer himself when he was standing in the presence of Marco Rubio because Marco Rubio dared accept campaign contributions from the NRA disgusting despicable but i was always careful to not get personal with the young people because my philosophy is these young people, they're 16, 17, 18 years old. They haven't experienced much of life yet. Yet what happened in their school in proximity to them, now I don't believe any of, the, any of these people witnessed people getting shot firsthand, but the fact that people with whom they went to high school with are no longer going to be there because they were shot in cold blood for no apparent reason, okay, that's a horrific incident in their lives. And they should be seeking counseling. They should be seeking emotional support. But instead, because they came out and said, we need to go out there and get the guns, you had these leftist media outlets, pardon the redundancy, that were willing to give them a platform to say this stuff. And guess what? Because they're young people and they haven't experienced a lot of life, they're inevitably going to make factually dubious statements. And by Brian Stetler's own admittance, Brian Stetler, he, uh, he hosts a show on CNN called Reliable Sources, and by the way, how ironic that Brian Stetler once had on as a guest Dan Rather on a show that's called Reliable Sources, <coughs> but I digress. Anyways, Brian Stetler one time admitted, yeah, you know what? We let the kids talk. We let the kids vent. We know they said some factually dubious things, things that were just flat out incorrect, but we didn't challenge them on it. Well, you know what? You adults that allowed that, allowed them to say those things and be exposed to criticism, you you bear responsibility in them getting that criticism, that visceral criticism. Now, again, factual refuta refutations are one thing, perfectly appropriate. But denigrating these young people and just attacking their character, I always felt was inappropriate. Okay, yeah, they were given a huge platform. Yeah, CNN had wall-to-wall -wall coverage on all-day Saturday of the different March for Our Lives rallies that were taking place across multiple cities across the country. CNN gave them a platform and covered it all day and gave them a platform to say whatever they want. They were never challenged on it because it's like, well, they're just kids. Let the kids vent. Okay? But yet in the same breath, these same media commentators are saying, these, these, these members of Congress better stand up and listen to these kids. Well, which is it? Are they, 
are members of Congress who make laws that affect everybody in this country? Are they supposed to take these kids seriously? Or don't you dare criticize them because they're just kids? You can't have both ways. Because if someone is going to accuse me, a law-abiding, alleged, may or may not be, gun owner, if they're going to accuse me of being complicit in something I had zero to do with, I'm not going to sit idly by and listen to it. I'm going to answer with facts. I'm not going to attack somebody's character. It's an Owen situation. So Cameron Caskey, apparently, and this is from Guy Benson at Town Hall, uh, a few weeks ago, a mutual friend reached out with a somewhat surprising request. Cameron Caskey wants to meet with me. We've since put an in-person conversation on the books for later this fall, and we've spoken by phone several times. I've learned that after effectively introducing himself to the country as a fiery partisan, Caskey began a journey of reflection regarding his whole approach to political engagement. Was he helping or hurting the national discourse? After a period of introspection, Caskey concluded that he needed to radically alter his trajectory. In an interview on Benson and Harf, the Fox Radio News program, uh, this past week, he told us he's left March for Our Lives, confirmed that he's very regretful of some of the things he's done and said, and conceded that he certainly wishes he'd handled the Rubio encounter differently. In fact, he's arranged an upcoming meeting with the senator to try to reset their relationship. He told us how he's now aware that he was propped up as an expert by the media. Welcome to the welcome to the club, Cameron. Because we saw that the whole time, and it was disgusting. And again, I never got angry with the kids. I got angry with the adults who were complicit in this. So, again, Cameron Kasky acknowledged, yeah, I'm aware that I was propped up as an expert by the media, even though that myself and my friends lacked, lacked the expertise. Uh, Kasky also grown to realize how little he understood about the beliefs and motives of people with differing views, describing to us how he's met and talked with people who use firearms to defend their families and discovered that roughly half of women are pro-life. Okay, kudos to the young man. Seriously, the fact that he was allowed, that he was introspective enough. Because I got to tell you, if you're a young person and you are being edified and lauded as someone who's brave and speaking truth to power and let the kids have the platform to say and do what they what they need to do and do what they need to say, all right, I have a feeling that that's pretty intoxicating. And to be able to take a step back and say, whoa, 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 time out here. Ah, woof, boy. Basically saying in front of a U.S. senator that I feel like I'm looking down an AR-15 and then I feel like I'm in the presence of a killer myself, that was a little beyond the pale. And again, I, I hope that there was an adult guiding him through this process. I imagine there was. But if not, even more kudos to the young man for being able to realize it on his own, for being able to take in information from other sources and being willing to listen. And you know what? That's a great lesson for for we adults. I'm a staunch partisan. And I, I, I'll fully admit there are times I have difficulty listening to the other side, but I make myself do it in most part because I have a radio show where I talk politics, so I definitely want to understand and ascertain where the other side is coming from. Now, this is not to say Cameron Caskey is suddenly a, a, a Second Amendment zealot or that he's all of a sudden going to... Uh, uh, go join, make contributions to the NRA. Not at all. All right. He's still for some sort of gun control, and I'm okay with people who are for gun control. But I want to convey my case and say, here's why I think 
this issue is probably not the best way to go about it, and I'll state my case, and then I say, tell me where I'm wrong here, or where do you disagree with me? That's how the discourse should go. But unfortunately, it only gets past one or two uh, fact-based retorts before then it gets ugly and personal. And I hate that state of our discourse today. Unfortunately, that's where we are. So Cameron Kasky, uh, denigrating uh, people for the sake of your cause was not a good idea, but the fact that he's learned from it at such a young age, again, that is absolutely a lesson that uh, we adults can uh, can learn, that is for certain. Uh, Pat is in Minneapolis. She's on line one. Pat, if there's any way you could hold during the break, I promise I will take your call when we come back from this break. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. Who's who in the midterms? What do they stand for? And how will it affect my family? Will they cut taxes, fix health care? If you have a stress headache from all the noise of the midterms, Consider the Battleground Talkers Tour your remedy. Get the facts from Larry Elder, Dennis Prager, and Michael Medved. October 25th at the Radisson Blue Mall of America. Snag your preferred seating tickets now at am1280thepatriot.com. Understand the issues. Remove the stress. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Are you thinking of selling your home, or are you a real estate agent who would like to sell your listings faster and for more money? If your property has a stained roof, dirty siding, or an ugly deck that needs a good cleaning, give Roof Shampoo a call. Hi, this is Chris with Roof Shampoo. We're your local licensed insured exterior cleaning professionals. Roof Shampoo has been cleaning ugly exteriors for over 10 years. We have an A-plus rating and thousands of satisfied customers. It's been said that you never get a second chance to make a first impression. That's why staging the exterior of your home for sale is even more important than the interior. We use the safest, most effective cleaning system available. We won't harm your plants, trees, pets, or kids. Roof Shampoo will turn your dirty, dingy house into a top listing. Go to RoofShampooMN.com and see what we've done for homeowners just like you. While you're there, fill out an easy online estimate request form today. RoofShampooMN.com That's RoofShampooMN.com 
Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Hi, I'm Scott Stevens, owner of Lucky Stations. Mention you heard us on the radio, you'll get any size fountain or coffee drink free. Find them online at luckystations.com. I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave me. Hey, welcome back, AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson. As promised, we want to get to uh, caller Pat, who has been waiting patiently on line one. Uh, Pat, I appreciate your patience. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, hello. Um, I was listening uh, about the the talk you did a while back about um, Doug Wardlaw and Keith Ellison. And some of us, we you know, we've been talking about it, um, uh, some people and I, and one question that's come up is why would Keith Ellison, who could have that CD5 position for life, knowing that kind of a, a Democratic district that is, um, and be second in command of the whole Democratic Party nationwide, what it seems like we're, we're wondering, uh, some of us are wondering and talking about why would he come down to this lowly, kind of obscure position here in Minnesota? I wouldn't call it that. That's he's the top law enforcement officer in the state of Minnesota. I wouldn't call it lowly, Pat. But I, uh, I understand. Where, but continue, please. <laughs> well, this, I mean, it seems like he's this big national figure. Mm-hmm. Now he's just sort of withdrawing into this little obscure state to this little obscure office. Right. And then some of us were talking about, well, there must be an ulterior motive. Oh and yes. Some talk, maybe rumor about him being funded by George Soros and putting these attorneys general in place so that they would have some sort of power. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's been funded by George Soros. It's certainly possible, but he's, he's been very open and transparent about it, that he wants to bring the resistance to the top law enforcement office in the state of Minnesota and use that power to sue the Trump administration for whatever uh, affronts he feel is Trump is imparting on the state of Minnesota. It's he's been very open about that. And and to, to your other question, why would he want to leave his congressional district? Well, again, he was very transparent about that too because he was running for the chair of the DNC. He ended up losing to Tom Perez and ended up being deputy chair. But when he was running for chair of the DNC, people are asking, you know, Congressman Ellison, how could you keep your congressional seat and be chair of the DNC? You are you able to do both positions? And he just shrugged and he says, "There's really nothing to do in in the House. All there is to do is just vote no." That was an actual quote. All there is to do is vote no. So he feels like he's not getting his voice heard in the U.S. House. And again, he's one of 435 members, so obviously he's not going to stand out other than when he wears a T-shirt that says he uh, decries uh, closed borders. So that's his motive. Is there? He feels that in the House his voice is marginalized, whereas in a statewide office like Attorney General where you can take the resistance against Trump uh, that's that is what from his own mouth. That's his motive. So, so do you think he thinks he has he'll have much more power doing this than he would as a con, con, as a house person in Washington? Well, he certainly will. Yeah, because like I say, he's just one of four hundred and thirty-five uh, members of the U.S. House. Thanks for the call, Pat. I appreciate it. Yeah, he's just one of four hundred and thirty-five members, and that's a frustration that House members often face is they don't feel like their voice is being heard because they're just you know they can get up and grandstand and give a grandstanding speech on the House floor. But the Senate is the more deliberative body, and therefore, obviously, they have even a minority in the Senate. Uh, you know, has a power to kill legislation via the filibuster. Whereas with a statewide office like Attorney General, again, 
he's talked very openly about doing everything in his power to oppose Trump as a member or as the top law enforcement official in the state of Minnesota, i.e. the attorney general's office. So, yeah, he's been very open about that. That's that's for certain. Uh, the Vikings score a touchdown yet? I know they were getting close. They were down 27-0 to zero late in the fourth quarter um, to Buffalo. What a, yeah, um, less than three minutes to go. Oh, they got a touchdown. Touchdown, Vikings. It's now 27-6, to six, Buffalo, with three minutes to go in the game. The Vikings were a 17-point favorite. That's insane. Unbelievable. Well, you know, it happens. Uh, I just want to take the final minute to say congratulations again to longtime friend of the broadcast, Julia Schleesing. You remember in 2014 when she was Miss Minneapolis, she had a regular weekly segment to come on to preview her uh, journey to Miss Minnesota in 2014. She ultimately finished top 10 in Miss Minnesota 2014. She's been a longtime friend of the broadcast. She married her sweetheart, Jake Coleman, this past uh, Friday. Jake, of course, the son of former Senator Norm Coleman. So kind of a political connection there. Julia and Jake, beautiful, beautiful wedding. Julia looked absolutely stunning in her bride's uh, in her uh, bridal gown. Uh, Jake, uh, Jake's a handsome fellow himself. Uh, I'm secure enough my sexuality to say, hey, Jake, you look good too, brother. But uh, congratulations to Jake and Julia Coleman. Uh, Jennifer and I uh, were honored to have been invited to this uh, particular ceremony. It took place at the beautiful... Uh, Cathedral of St. Paul in downtown St. Paul, the reception at the beautiful St. Paul Hotel. Phenomenal wedding. Congratulations, Jake and Julia. God bless you for a beautiful life going forward. Uh, powerhouse couple, to say the least. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Skull Vikings. And have a blessed week. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and Wealthy middle class, or business owners. You're on your financial journey, but with an emergency break on. That break is debt, and it's just going to get worse with a new tax law. You see, 60% of taxpayers who used the home interest deduction in 2017 will effectively not be able to do so in 2018. Think about that. Daniel Altwood with Your Family Bank here. We've provided a solution to this debt dilemma for over 20 years. Using it, You could cut the length of your debt, including your mortgage, in half and save tens of thousands of dollars. It works, and we can prove it to you. Our solution is not debt consolidation. Get your free ebook and analysis. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Be bold. Take action. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. God bless you, the Patriot, and God bless America. When posting on most job sites, you get candidates. I'm the sales director. I'm the sales director you're you're looking for. But when you post on Indeed.com, you get the candidates just right for you. I'm a sales director with an MBA, over 10 years experience, who's also fluent in Japanese. With Indeed, you can add screener questions for a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. Arigato. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex. I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women. 
from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.